Welcome to the Genuine Creative Podcast with Melissa Hurt. Here's where I'll be helping creatives get through mindset blocks, step into wellness and self-care practices, and overcome imposter syndrome so that you can live genuinely as a creative person, putting your greatest gift out into the world. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Melissa Hurt of the Genuine Creative Podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today's episode is sponsored by author Renee Johnson. Thank you so much for your support, Renee, and go check out Renee's work. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the importance of play in everything that you do, not just your work, but in all aspects of your life, so that you can really know what's genuinely important to you. I have been committed to the concept of play and the practice of play over the last six months. Those of you who watch me on YouTube know that there has been a bit of a silence on my channel. I spent several years really building my channel. And with that, I was also teaching adjunct. I was teaching yoga and also sometimes hit classes at the YMCA every week. I was taking care of my child as a solo parent. I was in a poetry group, I was in an amateur orchestra, sometimes I was on committees, volunteering on committees, doing other volunteer work in my community, and I was just doing so much. And that's on top of maintaining a cadence with my newsletter to my email list and creating content for them to help them with whatever issues they feel they need support in. Well. I grew exhausted and I had to step away and take a break. And I considered that break like Shavasana in a yoga class, where even though you're laying on the floor and theoretically you're not doing anything, really that's where the most important work happens because it's where everything that you've done in that time before on the mat becomes integrated. And it goes from on the surface, um, energy, integrated down into your cells, and it even becomes wisdom. So that Shavasana in a yoga class is very, very important. And I considered that six-month break from my YouTube channel a Shavasana. Also in that Shavasana, I put a pause on my newsletter with my emailed list. I actually left my job at the YMCA. I left my job as an adjunct professor. And that's because I had acquired a full-time position with New York State. And I still work in that job. And I really, really, really enjoy it. I'm very thankful for it. But I took a Shavasana from all the other things that I had done in my life that I was doing to support Integrative Studio and doing to support my personal dedication to service to my community. I think service is very, very important, but when it becomes laborious and a burden and heavy, and it's no longer fun or feeling purposeful, then it's time to step away and evaluate how it is aligning or misaligning with your values. Now, I do have an episode in this podcast on finding your values, and I encourage you to sift through my list and find it. It's knowing your inner compass. Um, understanding your values really lights you up to know what your truth is. But I'm going to talk about play and how did I come to play in that time of Shavasana? Well, I chose to dedicate my energy to my full-time career. 
I was going to go all in and learn everything I could about learning and development as a content creator for the state with a really, really important authority. I, I went all in to learn everything I could about it, and I still do that every day. But what I realized is that I missed teaching people in person. I had been a classroom teacher for 20 years, and what I thought had burned me out was actually a really important part of who I am, and that is the FaceTime with people who want to learn, want to play and try new things and build a skill set. And so after about two months away from the YMCA, I reapplied for my job as a yoga teacher and I am happily back in the studio. And now I purposefully play in my yoga classes, experimenting with new ways of understanding the body-mind system in our classes week by week. And so it's because I took that step away and felt the absence of that, I realized how important it is to have that in my life because it aligned with my value of connection. But now that I am playing within that space, it re-energizes the whole shebang for me. And I'm finding deeper connections with myself, the practice, and my students. And it's been really, really beautiful. How else have I played? Well, at that time when I had stepped away from everything, coincidentally, I was starting with a triathlon group. And I do have a podcast episode on the lessons I've learned as a new triathlete. I highly encourage you to listen to that one to hear about all the mindset shifts that I had in my life going into that multi-sport endeavor. But training for a triathlon, when you were not, I wouldn't call myself sedentary, but I wouldn't call myself athletic either. I was a recreational mover and a yoga teacher, but I wouldn't ever consider sport as something I did. But here I was now training in three sports and swimming, cycling, and running. And I had also, at that time, I was maybe three months post knee surgery from my second surgery after having shattered my kneecap. So the reason why I went into triathlon is because I value movement. Again, it all comes down to my values. I really value movement, I value growth, and I value fun. And I wanted to be with people and be outside. And being outdoors was the perfect balance to working remotely in my apartment because you know, I wasn't gonna do a recreational activity that happens sitting indoors. That wouldn't make sense for me. So I started doing triathlon. And instead of taking a mindset of, I have got to learn how to swim open water. Now, I have got to learn how to be efficient on a bike, even if I'm on hills and I've never done this before. Like instead of putting pressure on myself about it, I started to find a sense of play with it. Now my sense of play increased dramatically when I got a bike that was better suited for triathlon, the bike I bought before was just too heavy in the frame and it was just just a chore to get it up hills. But once I found a way to commune with the sports, meaning if I'm on a bike and I'm on a hill, how can I become one with the bike, with the hill, with the landscape, with my breath, really finding a state of yoga? How can I do that 
right now, even when my legs are burning, even when my heart's in my throat. And you know what? In taking a yogic perspective with it, it became playful for me because I was in the moment and not in my head agonizing over it. I did the same thing with running. Now running to, is of the three, the hardest for me, just because I was never, I was never a runner ever. And so my legs feel heavy and it's something I'm working on, but I take up a sense of play with it. Now, taking on a sense of play with triathlon has been a game changer for me because triathlons are hard. There's no getting around it. You are taxing your body. You are raising your cortisol levels purposefully. <laughs> your cortisol levels are going through the roof in these sports and you're charged and ready and exhausted and depleted and feeling all of that all the time, not only in the sport itself and the events, but kind of in the training. And I thought, well, this is just not going to be fun if I don't find a sense of play with it. And by keeping that sense of play with it, it taught me how to endure the tedium of my work. And sometimes my work can be tedious, but then if I can find a sense of play with it, and a sense of curiosity and think of it like a puzzle, it genuinely helps me in my process. And so finding a sense of play in triathlon carried over into my work, but it's also carried over into other areas of my life. Now I am about to start back up with my newsletters to my list. So if you are listening, thank you for hanging on with me in this time of Shavasana. I am coming back and I have got so much to share with you. You want to get on my list, get on it at melissahurt.com. You'll see the prompt. Just join my list and hear all of my juicy insights and maybe even get first dibs on programs that I will be releasing in 2024. And I haven't launched any new programs, but boy, in that time of rest, creative juices have been flowing. They could not have moved in that way had I been continuing on this production mode. When you're in production mode all the time, it's like you're at a triathlon event. Your cortisol is high and you're going, 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 trying to find the end. But you've got to take that time of rest, that time of recovery, of restoration, of Shavasana. You have to step back and let the inner workings happen. So in any kind of endurance sport, or even bodybuilding, it's rest days. Rest days are actually as important, if not more important than the actual training, because that's where all of the repair and the growth happens biochemically and with your muscle fibers. That is where you get stronger, is in your rest. For me, I felt like I got stronger as an artist and as a creative and as a businesswoman in this time of Shavasana, because I took a step back and I examined What's important to me? Not important to everybody else that wants something from me as a teacher, which I, I always appreciate suggestions, always. But what's important to me? What do I feel is necessary for me to contribute in this world? What's my legacy going to be? What will my grandchildren be talking about? And it doesn't have to necessarily be about my work. It's about how I impact people. 
I am a teacher that believes in curiosity. I believe in kindness. I believe in non-judgment. And I believe in equity and accessibility. So everything I do as a teacher, whether it's in the yoga studio at the YMCA, or whether it's through an email exchange with someone on my list, giving feedback or advice about something, everything I do, I work in service of those values. But I can't do that if I feel empty and depleted and burned out and tired. And so the truly important part of play that I want you to hold on to is that it's process oriented. It is in no way product oriented because when you're focused on product, there's a tension of when's it gonna be here? Is it good enough? Am I there yet? Is this too bad? Where am I going? Tension, 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 and tension will always get in the way of energy flowing, always. Make a fist with your hand and squeeze it tight. See how it turns white? Because you've stopped blood flowing through your hand. Tension will always stop the flow of energy. Now release your hand. You feel it tingling. You see the color come back. Blood is flowing. You have to stay free in yourself. So when you are working with a sense of play, you stay curious and open. You find a state of wonder. Every exchange you have with a person, you think, I wonder how this person might teach me something, even if it's a difficult communication. I wonder how I can become a leveled up person and how I communicate back with this person. What's a new approach? What's a new angle? What's a new strategy? So it's very important to be process oriented. Whether you are a writer or a musician, a dancer, whether you're a small business owner, whatever it is that you do, how can you be more focused on the element of play moment by moment, five minutes by five minutes. Maybe break down your day into little quarters, breakfast time, lunch time, snack time, dinner time. Maybe those are the four quarters of the day. How can I find play in what I'm doing in these quarters? And then just take a bird's eye view, a really high level bird's eye view at the end of the week and just scan it and say, what did I learn? Because I think the most important job of every person is to learn about themselves. It's the most miraculous mystery that we'll have is getting to know the complexity of yourself. And here's the fun part. We're doing that amidst billions of other people. So how can I contribute to the goodness of this world and have genuine connections with other people that just make me feel good, makes the world feel good. How can I do that if I don't know who I am or what I'm doing? And so play is a beautiful attitude to take to find that out. All right, that is what I have to share with you today. Yes, I am coming out of Shavasana. I might not be creating content as regularly as I was before. I want to ease back into it, but I am always listening to you. So if you have any topic that you think I might have something interesting to say about that can help you, 
please reach out to me, melissahurt.com. There's a contact button. Press it and let me know. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can also leave me a comment here. I do check my comments and I will correspond with you there. And you might even see an episode about that thing. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad to be with you. Have a great one. If you like this show, please subscribe and leave a positive review.